Welcome to the Unsweetened SIO podcast. My name is Siobhan Harris. I am a certified integrative nutrition health coach and the founder of unsweetenedsio.com. I gave up all sugar and all flour on January 13th, 2018, and am finally free of my addiction. My mission is to help other sugar addicts find their path to freedom and live the sweet life without sugar. Hi everyone and welcome to Unsweetened Sayo, the podcast coming to you right now from Italy. Yes, I am in Italy and I am recording from my hotel room. So number one, I am sorry if there's a lot of background noise because there might be. I can hear people talking and cars going by sometimes, motorcycles. Um, And I also am probably going to mispronounce a lot of names as usual. We already know I have this problem with pronunciation, so I apologize in advance. But anyway, so yes, I am in Italy, and we're staying right now in Porta Venere, which is a little town south of Cinque Terre. We were in Cinque Terre the last few days, and we took a boat this morning to come to Port of Venere, and it's absolutely gorgeous. So was Cinque Terre. Um, the water was just so gorgeous. That turquoise blue color, I mean, beautiful. And I tend to love water, whether it's, you know, ocean or even um, lakes and rivers, but I, I really love water, especially the sea, and I am not disappointed. It is absolutely beautiful. I think Cinque Terre might be heaven on earth and have just some of the most beautiful water and just charming little villages ever. But anyway, back to um, my topic of this podcast. Uh, I want to talk to you about what might be mission impossible, going to Italy and staying sugar flour free. Um, I was going to wait and do this when I got back so I could give a overall review of, you know, my time, but uh, I had to just take a moment today and do a recording because it's been really, really tough, guys, like much harder than I thought it was going to be. I mean, I did anticipate that it would be difficult. Um, I knew, especially because Italian food is one of my favorite foods. Like I love pizza calzone, um, that fresh crusty bread. I love, um, what else? Like croissants. And I know that, you know, they do a lot of pastries for breakfast. Um, I love Nutella, which, you know, is everywhere here with crepes. And then what I wasn't anticipating on are bruschetterias and focaccerias, which, yeah, just like they sound, are amazing places that serve all different types of bruschetta or all different types of focaccia. Both also love these food groups. Um, So it's been temptation everywhere. And I kind of, you know, I knew that. I knew that it would be hard. But I also thought it would be easier than it has been for me to find food that I can eat. 
So I kind of was thinking I was going to face these temptations um, on a full stomach or at least feeling like satisfied from what I was eating. Unfortunately, that's not been the case. Um, It's been a lot more difficult because one of my triggers that I have found is if I get too hungry um, and then being here I am getting to that point where I'm really, really hungry and then not being able to find a restaurant that has an option that I can eat. So I just get hungrier and hungrier and then all of a sudden those temptations get harder and harder. So it's been, I just, you know, want to be really honest with all of you. It's been a lot harder than I imagined. And it's kind of put a damper on the trip. You know, I absolutely love Italy. We started out in Rome and then we went to the countryside in Tuscany, then went over to Cinque Terre. Now we're in Porta Venere and tomorrow we head over to Venice before we take the train back to Rome and go home. Um, but I have to say struggling with the food has been so hard and tiring and almost has reminded me back of how tough it used to be for me before I gave up sugar and flour and the daily battle I was waging inside my head of, am I going to eat this? Am I not going to eat this kind of thing? Um, I really don't think about food much anymore. Uh, I still really like to eat. Um, and, but I have gotten to the point where I can go out to a restaurant and know that I can find something, you know, with ease or at home, you know, I know all the different things that I cook. It's just a lot easier, but here in Italy, it's been really, really tough finding things that I can eat, Um, which again, I just wasn't anticipating. I thought that there would be more to choose from. Um, so not, I should also mention that I'm an extremely picky eater, you know, not only am I not eating sugar and flour, but then I also don't like a lot of other things. (laughs) So other people might have an easier time in Italy than I am. Um, I do think it would be hard to be here and be a vegetarian and not eat pasta, um, or not eat flour or sugar. And then I also think, unless you eat fish, that's the other thing. There is a lot of seafood options, especially being in Cinque Terre and Porta Venere, you know, on the water. Of course, there is, all the restaurants have great, uh, seafood options, but unfortunately I just don't like seafood. Um, I can eat some fish, like I like non-fishy fish, like mahi-mahi, sea bass, I like that, halibut, those are kind of non-fishy to me. And they do have some sea bass in Cinque Terre, but it comes, I ordered it, and it comes as the full fish. You know, it's not how we're used to getting it where, you know, they've already peeled away the skin and there's not a head and an eye and fish scales. This is the full fish cooked. And I know I'm a huge baby, but I can't handle that. I cannot look at that and then want to like tear into the fish. So I already don't love seafood. Um, So then if it comes that way, I am definitely not going to eat it. So seafood has been a bust for me, for sure. Um, 
And I eat a lot of chicken, I realized, at home. And there hasn't been, I think, one time I've been able to find chicken on the menu. And it was really, really good, done with some, like, delicious olive oil. The olive oil here is amazing. Um, but otherwise, it's been a lot of beef and sometimes not even that. Um, you know, there's been things like pigeon and rabbit just other things that I am not very adventurous and I'm not going to eat. Um, the other big thing is there's a lot of cheese and I don't limit myself from cheese or anything, but I have found that I'm a little sensitive to dairy. So I don't, I just tend to not even want to eat it. Um, but I also haven't really ever loved cheese like some people do. You know, I'm more plain, like I like, you know, some cheddar cheese or some melted mozzarella cheese, but not all the stinky, fancy cheeses that are in abundance here. So, um, you know, I'm also not really enjoying the cheese, which would probably have been another source of protein that I could have enjoyed while I was here. So it's been really, really tough. Um, the, other, the other thing is that we've been very, very active. You know, this has not been a relaxing. I mean, there's been moments of relaxation for sure. But for the most part, we're up every day getting averaging somewhere around 20,000 steps. And I think yesterday was a record where we did like 141 floors or something crazy because everything, especially in Cinque Terre, is upstairs or up an incline. So we've been really, really active, you know, more active than I typically am. So I've also just been hungrier because of that. Um, and then I haven't felt satisfied with most of my meals. So I'm hungry you know, which is a trigger and I'm active and I'm hungry. So it's just not been a good situation. Um, I'm going to kind of back up a little bit, just starting out when we arrived. Um, first of all, we flew out of San Francisco on a red eye. We had spent the day um, with my brother-in-law and sister-in-law in San Francisco, and that was terrific. We had a really great dinner, you know, no problem eating there. So I was nice and satiated getting on the red eye to Munich. We went from San Francisco to Munich, and I tried to sleep, you know, off and on the whole time. And then they did, I think, wake us up for breakfast, which had some kind of egg dish that wasn't great, but I, you know, ate a little bit and they had a little bit of fruit too. And then in Munich, we had a short layover and then arrived in Rome at like 9.30 at night. So we didn't even end up eating. We just kind of went right back to bed. Um, so we were pretty hungry waking up the next morning and we had just stayed at like an airport hotel because we got in later. We didn't want to you know, drive into town, which probably would have been fine taking the train into, uh, into Rome. But I wanted my first glimpse of Rome to be when I could see, you know, not when it was dark outside. So we just stayed at the, you know, airport hotel and they had a breakfast included and it ended up being a wonderful breakfast. I was able to have scrambled eggs and bacon, had my hot water with lemon. You know, I was thrilled. It was a really, really good start. Um, so 
that was good. And then we went into Rome. We stayed in Trastevere. Again, I'm probably saying it wrong. But we really had a lot. I felt like I had a lot of options in Rome. We also got to see one of my really good friends from high school who's living there with her family. And she helped kind of navigate us to some really great restaurants. And I was able to find some good selections. Um, and we also had dinner at her house one night. Her and her husband made us Indian food, which was amazing. And I could eat it, which was also really great. So I was off to a very good start in Rome. Um, you know, it was still hard to see all the pizza and pasta and, well, not really, not really pasta, but I'll talk more about that later. But, um, you know, definitely hard to see, you know, at breakfast, they have, oh, croissants and pastries everywhere. Um, the bread, too, at the restaurants, you know, they always have that nice, fresh, crusty bread. And I am a huge, I used to love bread and butter. I could have eaten, you know, just bread and butter all day long. So um, it was hard to see all that, but I was also eating some really good food. So I felt pretty satisfied. Um, you know, I had some, an eggplant Parmesan one day. It wasn't fried. It was just eggplant grilled with some really good sauce and mushrooms. And that came with like some spinach and I had a nice salad. And again, the olive oil, as you know, I love to just do like olive oil on my salad now for salad dressing. I usually at home just do olive oil with salt, pepper, and some dill. And I don't have any dill here, but the olive oil is just so good. I actually bought a bottle so that I can bring it home to use on my salads that, you know, I've been having a lot of salads almost at every meal. And it's just been so good just with a little olive oil and salt and pepper. So that's been really, really good. Um... And then at our hotel in Rome, we did have breakfast included again, and they had hard-boiled eggs. The only thing that I could really eat was hard-boiled eggs, which was fine. You know, I'd had two hard-boiled eggs, and I was able to get my hot water with lemon. So, you know, it wasn't a huge breakfast, but at least it was something that I could eat. And I did bring some things from home. I had some apples and the little Jason's almond butter packets, along with the pretty big bag of nuts that I brought so that I could kind of snack. Um, I have ended up buying, I pretty much eat an apple, you know, every day here. So I, I'll just stop in one of their little markets and grab an apple if I don't, if I, if I've run out. So that's been great for snacks. Um, and then having, you know, some nuts and I have my almond butter, so that's good. But I, you know, again, was hung, pretty hungry, you know, just having, say, hard-boiled eggs for breakfast and maybe an apple. By the time lunch came around, I'd be pretty hungry because we were walking a lot and seeing a lot of sights. Um, another meal, I had this chicken and salad in Rome, and it was good. Two is just, you know, chicken breast with olive oil. Very, very good. But again, not very filling. Um, if I were at home, I would have loved to have had maybe some sweet potatoes with it or some more grilled vegetables, you know, something more. Uh, again, thinking about feeling like satiated too. I didn't really get that feeling of being, oh, that was really satisfying. So, um, 
but Rome overall was good. There was options for me, um, you know, with the chicken, with the eggplant parmesan. I didn't feel like too stressed about it. Uh, then we went to Tuscany. We took the train to Siena and we actually rented a car, which whew, that's a whole other podcast of driving um, in the, at least I was just driving in the countryside. It was stick shift. And so I drove because my husband doesn't know how to drive stick shift. And I wanted to, I thought that would be more fun along the curvy roads. And it was, but it was also really stressful at times with the really narrow roads and not knowing where you were going um, (laughs) was, you know, lots of fun. But we stayed at this beautiful um, Airbnb in Sovacil, if I'm saying that right. It's about 20 minutes from the train station in Siena. And it was so charming. Oh, just exactly what I imagined Tuscany to look like. You know, this just this little farmhouse, B&B, had a restaurant there too. Um, they served breakfast in the morning. We did have dinner in the restaurant one night. It was really, really good. I had some kind of like beef with uh, some roasted potatoes and salad, and that was just delicious. Um, the first morning of breakfast, uh, you know, Italians don't really eat eggs for breakfast. And they, the host was telling me that in the summertime when they have more tourists, especially, you know, from America, they do cook more eggs and kind of a bigger breakfast. But since I guess this time of year being, you know, end of March, they have more Italian tourists. So they had a more typical Italian breakfast, which is, you know, basically everything with flour and sugar in it. But she was so nice. Our host made me scrambled eggs and they had to be like the best scrambled eggs I ever had. It was so satisfying after having like cold, hard boiled eggs for the past few days to have these nice, warm scrambled eggs. And then she asked me if, you know, what else could I eat? So I was telling her that I don't eat any flour, any sugar. Um, And she thought it was very odd, but she did make me some of those roasted potatoes like I had in the restaurant the night before for breakfast the next day, which was so, so nice of her. Um, She said that was something that Italians would just never eat for breakfast. So she thought that was pretty funny. But again, I felt you know, why not ask? And I'm so glad that I did because I had the amazing scrambled eggs and potatoes and again felt kind of full for the first time and satisfied with a really yummy breakfast both of those mornings. Um, And then it kind of started going off the rails a little bit that our our first full day exploring Tuscany, again, I was, we were in the rental car and they, our host had given us all these suggestions for different towns to check out. And again, oh, just so beautiful. We have lucked out so much with the weather, too. We've had sunshine every single day. Um, in Rome, it was pretty warm, you know, like close to 70 or right around 70 degrees. Here in, well, in Tuscany, it was, you know, probably like 60s. It was a little windy, so it was a little bit chilly in the wind, but in the sun, it just felt so amazing. So we're just enjoying this, you know, beautiful weather and all this beautiful scenery. Um, but going to all these towns where you have to walk a bunch of stairs or up a bunch of hills, you know, I was I was getting pretty hungry. And so lunch for that first day, at least, you know, I had those good 
eggs in my stomach that morning. No potatoes that first day, but I had the eggs for breakfast. Um, I had a hard time finding something for lunch. And I finally ordered, like, it was, like, beans and sausage and spinach. Um, And it just wasn't very filling, you know. So it was, like, a little plate. The beans were really good. Um, but my stomach was upset afterwards. I don't know if it was the sausage or the spinach or what, um, but something did not sit real well with me. So again, just imagine like a small, I mean, it almost looked like a soup, but I think it was just cause there was olive oil on it. Of course, this little, little plate, like almost like a saucer for a teacup size plate of some beans, a little bit of sausage and a side of spinach. Um, so it wasn't very filling and not very satisfying, I think is what I'm kind of discovering is the key for me as far as how I've been able to stay sugar and free, sugar and flour free for 14 months is being able to make sure I don't feel deprived and suddenly kind of picking these meals because I didn't have a lot of options, I was starting to feel a little bit deprived. And that's, again, a trigger. So that was difficult. Um, And then having, you know, making the best decision I could with these beans and sausage and spinach, but then not feeling really satisfied afterwards or full. And then also feeling kind of like my stomach was a little upset after that, did not feel good. Uh, The other thing we discovered in Tuscany, as you know, I'm an early eater. I think I talk about that in another podcast where I do a lot better eating dinner by five o'clock. I know that's crazy for some people, but for me, if I eat by five, I am satisfied and can go the rest of the night without eating anything. If I eat much after five, I just end up snacking, snacking, snacking because I almost get like ravenously hungry or what I refer to as past my point. It's like, you know, past the point of no return. So, um, you know, of course in Europe, they don't eat like that. Um, you know, I found in Rome, it was fine. We were able to eat, you know, we usually eat by like six o'clock or something, but in Tuscany, a lot of restaurants were open for lunch and then closed until seven thirty for dinner. So, you know, when we ate at the, that first night, when we ate dinner at our Airbnb in Tuscany at their restaurant, which was delicious, where I had the beef and potatoes, um, we didn't get, go until 7.30 at night because that's when the restaurant opens. Um, and I was very hungry by then because, again, we had this you know crazy day of touring. We were probably back by about 6.30 you know, to our room, and we had an hour. And, again, I'm sure I ate some you know an apple and some of my nuts just trying to tide me over. But I was really, really hungry. I also want to say I think it was that meal – that I indulged and had a few sips of wine. Um, If you had listened to my earlier podcast, I had talked about how I've also not had any alcohol for 14 months. And I kept thinking, you know, if I'm going to go to Italy, I would like to try some wine. Because typically in the past, I'm more of a wine beer drinker. I've never been really a hard liquor drinker. Uh, But I do like beer and red wine. Not really white wine, but red wine. And going to, you know, wine country of Tuscany, I thought, I've got to, am I going to try some wine? So, you know, I've kind of thought about it. 
and decided that I would just have, you know, a few sips. And that's kind of what I did. My husband ordered, um, you know, probably had a glass of wine with most lunch and dinner um, with all of our meals. And I would have, a f I've had a few sips here and there. And I have to say nothing's really like um, knocked my socks off, you know, wine wise. I don't know if I ha no longer really have a, a taste for it since I've been without it for so long. Um, but it really hasn't, I don't think that's a trigger for me. Um, having a few sips of wine with dinner did not then make me feel like I, you know, wanted more and more and more. And luckily also didn't trigger me as far as I could tell into wanting, you know, to eat sugar and flour. Like it just seems kind of like it didn't affect me. But I also know, you know, the wine here is, is really different. It's fresh. There's no preservatives. I'm pretty sure that when I go back to the U.S., I won't indulge in alcohol again. Um, you know, again, just playing that all by ear. You know, nothing's perfect, and my story could change tomorrow. But I feel really good not drinking alcohol um, at home anyway. So I probably will continue that. Um, although maybe once in a while have a few sips of my husband's beer or wine. Um, but I don't think that I will make that a habit when I get back. Cause again, I don't want it to lead to triggering me to want to eat more or eat foods that have sugar and flour in them. So anyway, I did have some wine. I've enjoyed some wine um, but it's, and I've had, you know, I've had some good wine, but again, nothing that makes me feel like I want to indulge in a full glass or anything. So the second day, um, we did not have any dinner. Um, we ended up kind of getting back and again, waiting till that 730 window. I was just way too hungry. So we had had like you know, had stopped at the store and I was just so desperate. I got a pear, um, a small bag of potato chips, just like sea salt potato chips. I know not the best choice, but I, I really just felt like I needed some carbs cause I was hungry. Um, and then I had some nuts and Chris had bought some cheese earlier, some local cheese. And he had that with again, we had our apple and pear, and we just kind of ate in our room. Um, Chris had also had some leftover wine that he had, so we enjoyed some wine too. But we just kind of had our own, you know, makeshift dinner. Um, and, and mostly because we had looked at, we didn't feel like going to the restaurant again at the um, right next door as part of our Airbnb because the beef and potato was really the only thing that I could eat on the menu. Um, and I like beef, but I, I don't want it for every meal either. So, and we had stopped in town and checked a few different restaurants and a few different menus, but it was pretty much all the same thing. Nothing, couldn't find any chicken or something else that I could eat. So we ended up just kind of making our own dinner. And of course that wasn't satisfying and we went to bed still, you know, hungry. So that was a bummer. But I knew that the next morning my host was making me the scrambled eggs with the potatoes. So at least I woke up and had, you know, a really, really good breakfast. And then that morning is when we left for Cinque Terre. Um, and we didn't get in. We kind of skipped lunch that day too, just because we were on the train from Siena 
into Cinque Terre took a few hours and we just we did stop at one station and I found some rice like brown rice cakes um, a little bin of strawberries. We've had strawberries here a few times and they are so good. Um, it's a little early to be in season at home, but they seem like, I don't know if they're local or where they're getting them from, but they're really, really fresh um, and really good. So we stopped, you know, like a little store and got the the um, rice cakes and I used my almond butter packet and had like you know rice cake with almond butter some strawberries and I probably had an apple or something too later so that was oh and I also got a little bag of carrots that's right like the multi-colored carrots and that was really good too plus my water so that was our lunch on the train um, again after not really having that great dinner the night before, having a makeshift dinner and then the makeshift lunch. I was pretty hungry once we got to Cinque Terre, which was so beautiful. I mean, it almost takes your breath away the first time you get a glimpse of the water coming out of the train. It's just like, whoa, beautiful. And we stayed in Manarola. Um, and now I have to say, I think that was my favorite of the five villages. Now it might be because that's where I stayed. I don't know if that's what happens. It's like whatever one you go to first, you end up kind of falling in love with. But I just really, really loved it because it was a little smaller. Um, and I loved the beautiful multicolored, you know, houses like on the hillside. And then our place, that Airbnb was absolutely amazing. I think it was called like the meditation house. Um, and if anyone wants these recommendations of where we stayed, I'd be happy to share them with you. If you go to my website and send me an email, I could, I could, I would, cause I would highly recommend both of those Airbnbs. They were amazing. And I think because we went this time of year being in March, I know in Cinque Terre, at least it was a lot less expensive this time of year than it is in the summer. I think summertime, it's really hot and crowded and really hard to get accommodations in Cinque Terre. So we feel so lucky that we got to go this time of year, that the weather has been absolutely amazing. I mean, like, just feel so lucky. I was thinking we'd have more rain, but we've had no rain, just this beautiful sunshine. Um, so we've been just really, really lucky that way. And our Airbnb in Manarola was this adorable kind of mix of a little beach apartment and Buddha apartment. Like he calls it the meditation house. And he had, you know, all these kind of meditation touches along with some beachy touches. So for me, I mean, that like just sums me up half, you know, meditative, half beach. Perfect little balcony leading out to an amazing view of the water where we could sit out there, um, but up many, many steps and many steep inclines. I mean, Chris and I kind of packed as lightly as, as we could for a 12-day trip, knowing that we were going to be up and down, up and down, and especially in Cinque Terre, had heard about how many like stairs there are, but even a little carry-on going up so many stairs is killer. So, um, and I thought I was like, you know, in like decent shape. I keep thinking, you know, how do typical people or even elderly people or someone that's like injured get around these places? It's seriously crazy to me. Um, and you know, we're 
saw people of all different shapes and sizes. So I, you know, was thinking, I, I just don't know how some people were, were doing it because it was, it was tough. Um, so we got there and checked into this beautiful, beautiful meditation house with this amazing view. Um, and pretty much, I think when went out to get dinner, we did some, um, exploring of the town and you can buy, you know, tickets so that you can go to, uh, train tickets. You can go to all the five different villages. So we were, you know, planned on doing that too. But first we were just trying to find something for dinner. And, uh, in Manarola, we sat down at a restaurant and cause it was all seafood, seafood, seafood. And I thought, Oh, well I do like, I can try the sea bass, you know, at least. And I got a salad first, um, which again, a lot of salad I've been eating and it's really just like mixed greens, sometimes with tomato and carrots in it. So I had that with the olive oil again, delicious, but calorie wise, not very many calories and not very, you know, satisfying when you've been, you know, walking 20,000 steps. Um, so I ordered the sea bass and I was really hungry and it had been, you know, a lot of traveling, a lot of touring. Um, I was pretty tired and then very hungry and they come out with just the full on fish plopped it in front of me and I just started bawling, crying, you know, it was just, as I call EB, which is emotional breakdown time. I was tired. I was hungry and the fish just was not going to cut it. So, um, I ended up, you know, finishing my salad and walking away from the, the fish. Chris ate it all for me along with his dinner. Um, and again, maybe that if, if you like seafood, there's so many options. I mean, the seafood seems like it's really, really good here. I just don't like seafood. Um, and I couldn't find any restaurants with chicken in Cinque Terre. Um, and I was kind of getting sick of beef. And I didn't feel like I wanted to be too adventurous with trying other meats. So... Um, I was really, really hungry. We found a little takeaway place then that had uh, risotto. Um, and <laughs> the risotto was, I like, ris you know, and risotto is a white rice. So technically no sugar, no flour. So I do indulge once in a while in risotto and I love it in like a, in a red sauce, but that's not how it's typically made. It's made, you know, in a really cheesy sauce. And, you know, this was like a little takeaway place. It seemed like they microwaved it or something. I mean, so it probably wasn't the best, um, the best risotto anyway, but it was just the cheese. Cheese was too strong for me. Again, being that picky eater does not help me at all, but it just, I only could eat a few bites. I forced myself to eat a few bites. So I had, you know, something, but I just didn't enjoy it because of the cheese. So, you know, again, I went to bed that night hungry. Um, so it's, it was really, it's been really, really hard. Um, you know, I'm getting close here to my, I try to keep these around 45 minutes. I've got about 10 minutes, so I probably will do a part two of this podcast, but, you know, just to kind of take you to, you know, where I am there, I'm getting really, really hungry. And then all of a sudden, 
I just kind of had that meltdown of feeling like this isn't fair. You know, I was watching Chris eat and just so envious of him. You know, why can't I be normal? Why can't I just eat like a normal person? Why can't I go to Italy and just enjoy food and eat my face off like most people do? Like, why do I have to be addicted to sugar and flour and have to abstain from it? Like, you know, I started having kind of those thoughts and that pity party. Um, really was angry with myself for not coming to Italy before. I mean, I am still really upset with myself because I think it would have been a totally different trip. Um, it'd been so much easier and cheaper, you know, like I've been spending a lot more money on food because, you know, the meat stuff is usually more expensive than just getting a plate of pasta or lasagna or a piece of pizza or a panini, you know, you can get like a panini for you know, three, you know, three euros or whatever, but then, you know, I'm eating something, you know, my beef is 20 euros just for the beef, but then I want to have a side. So I get the salad, which is another eight euros or whatever, you know, it just kind of adds up compared to if I could eat whatever I wanted, it would be so much cheaper and I wouldn't have to be looking. Like I felt like Cinque Terre again was so beautiful and I loved it. But it also was so exhausting to just keep walking around and looking at every single restaurant menu, you know, and all the five villages to like trying to figure out, okay, what can I eat? And of course, most of them had the same menu um, and just spending so much more time than I'm used to thinking about what I'm going to eat. And it was just so frustrating um, and really, really hard. You know, and Chris is enjoying, he's eating a calzone, you know, all my favorite foods. Um, the gelato, it's like gelato o'clock in the afternoon. You know, it's like everybody, you cannot miss. I mean, at one point, I swear, like both in Cinque Terre and walking around this, you know, little towns in Tuscany, right after lunchtime, I mean, everyone has a gelato. It's just crazy. And to have like two scoops of it, you know, in the U.S. would be like $6 or something. It's one euro or two euro. It's just like a little snack. I mean, it's crazy and everyone's eating it, you know, so that was really hard too. Again, when I'm kind of hungry to resist it was much harder to resist when you are starving. So um, and lots of like homemade chocolates and, you know, again, the pizza things like I really didn't think too much about the food when I was satisfied. But then when I was having these times when I was really hungry and not satisfied, I was for the first time imagining what all this stuff would taste like. And I really haven't thought about that in a while. Um, I just kind of make my mind go elsewhere. But it's like I couldn't do it because I was so hungry. I just kept focusing on how good it would taste. Um, so that was really, really hard. I will say this has been, you know, if I haven't been 14 months into this, I don't think that I would have been able to do it. I mean, I don't know if I can recommend with a clear conscience that yes, go to Italy um, if you're sugar and flour free if you're a picky eater like me, I mean, I think it would be fine if you did like seafood, but it's really been hard for me. Um, and I think it'd be hard for vegetarian meals too. I just don't see again, that many options for vegetarians and I'm not a vegetarian, but I was just thinking, 
you know, for those of you that might be, it, it's just a really, really hard. So again, I don't know if I could recommend it. I really wish I had gone <laughs> before because I just think it would be a lot less stressful, um, a lot less time spent on agonizing over trying to find what I was going to eat because Italian food, again, is like some of my favorite foods. So basically I can go, if I were eating sugar and flour, I could go to any single restaurant instead of looking at 10 of them before I can find one thing I could eat. It would be like go to one and yes, I could eat there. Yes, I could eat there because, you know, all the different foods, um, there's, you know, I would be able to eat there really easily if this was before. So yes, I know. I'm really hung up on that right now and obviously still not over it. Um, I, you know, I even had the thought, you know, in one of my worst moments of, gosh, I wish we hadn't even come to Italy. And that's hard for me to admit because Again, it is so beautiful here. There's so many amazing things. I am so happy because in one way I'm not obsessed over, you know, just eating the food. I am really enjoying the sights and soaking in each moment. But at the same time, I am more focused than I thought I would be on the food only because there's not a lot of selection and I'm just trying to find something that I can eat. Um, so it's been really, really tough and I especially love Cinque Terre and that little town of Manarola and my little meditation house. I was just like, man, I wish that I could come back for a month and, you know, work on my book. What a perfect atmosphere, but I don't even know what I would do to eat, um, you know, and I'd love to come back to Italy because there's a lot that we are getting to see, but there's a lot that we aren't getting to see, but I just don't know if I could do it. It's really hard. And this is difficult for me too, because I love to travel. So I'm really hoping that this way of eating isn't going to, you know, impede that travel, um, that I love to do because, I want to go to other places and be able, you know, to eat food there. <laughs> and so I am a little worried, but maybe it's something that will get easier to, as I have more time under my belt and it might be something next time I have to research, you know, even more ahead of time of, you know, what I could eat and where I'm going to eat. Because, uh, yeah, I just thought there would be more options. I was just been really, really surprised. Now, tomorrow we do go to Venice, so I'm hoping that there might be a few more options again there, um, kind of like Rome, but I, I don't know. We are now in Porta Venere and had a really another hard day today of not being able to find stuff to eat. Um, I was able, I actually made scrambled eggs this morning in our little meditation house and Chris went down to a little takeaway place and got us a side of bacon. So we had bacon and eggs and I shared some strawberries for breakfast. So that was great with my hot water and lemon. So I was satisfied, but again, we, and we took this beautiful boat ride, but we had to take the train to Rio Maggio because the boat wasn't leaving out of Manarola today and we'd already lugged our suitcases all the way down there we had to get them back on the train lug them back down to Rio Margio again just a lot of um, walking especially with suitcases 
it's pretty exhausting. Um, and then we got to Porta Venere by boat, which was gorgeous, highly recommend. And we're really lucky the boat just started running today was the first day. So it would have been a pretty expensive taxi ride. And thank gosh, I mean, that has been one really stroke of luck is that the boat started today. And I'm really glad we got to enjoy the ferry boat. Um, but getting into town, we didn't realize I had booked a hotel via Expedia and they were hoping to be open for the season, but they weren't. So they put us in like a sister property, you know, which was fine. But we were, again, kind of walking all over the place trying to get to the right place. And um, so by the time we started looking for lunch, it was about 1.30, you know, and at home I typically eat lunch around 11.30. So I was really, really hungry. I'd had an apple for a snack. And then it was kind of the same thing. We probably looked at like 15 different restaurants along the water and it's all seafood, pasta, pizza, panini, you know, I'm not finding any chicken. Um, so it was, you know, another really tough day of not being able to find anything to eat. We actually sat down at a restaurant for like 30 minutes without even getting some water. Um, they were just so busy. No one came over. And I just said to Chris, you know, let's just go back to the room. I'll have my almond butter and rice cake. So I did, um, just to kind of take the edge off cause I was getting shaky. And then, um, and I'm going to continue this cause I know I'm about out of time here for this one. So I will continue in my Italy part two, um, my decision to eat some pasta today for lunch. So yes, I did have a little bit of um, pasta at lunch. And I will, will say right now I feel fine. I don't feel like that triggered me or that I am going to eat it again. Definitely not at home, um, you know. But I will talk about kind of my decision of why I did that, you know, the guilt I am feeling a little bit around it, but happy to report because it's been a few hours now. I'm not feeling triggered at all. So that's good. But I'm in another situation where now the restaurants are closed until 730 at night and I don't know where I'm going to eat dinner. So that's where I am. And I just wanted to share and be honest about my journey. Um, and I will talk more in part two and hoping that, you know, the rest of today gets a little bit better and that tomorrow does too. We are going to be on the train most of the, during lunchtime tomorrow. So we're already trying to plan for that. Um, so yeah, it's been a lot more challenging than I thought it would be. And, um, I am still enjoying, you know, myself for sure, but I'm more stressed out than I had wished for being on vacation. So anyway, that's all for now. I will check in a little bit later for part two and thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day and remember, life is so much sweeter without sugar.